You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides. Your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good evening and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 143, recorded April 10th, 2022. The topic for this episode is Truth to Power Part 3. I am your host for the episode today. I think I forgot how to do this. Uh, my name is Orchid. And I am Elemist. Are you okay? No, I think I had some sort of like a verbal rotation there. <laughs> It's been like two weeks since we've done an episode. I like forgot how to do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna remember how to do this when we get into podcast info. Re-encourage feedback. It can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can tweet at me at hey it's orchid, or you can tweet at elmist at i underscore am underscore elmist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave us a review wherever you can find the podcast even on Spotify. You can also find us in our Discord. There is a link in the description for the episode, but it's actually easier if... Toki, it's way too early to be doing this. You can, <laughs> you can also just type into your browser, uh, discord.gg slash lorehub. Also, if you're feeling especially generous, please donate to us on ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore low lore. Toki, did you burp just now? Oh my gosh. You can also find our info on the lorenetwork.com alongside many impressive lore content creators. We are still there. By some grace of God, we are still there. I don't know how, considering we've been like so sporadic with our episodes lately. I'm so sorry about that. So, um... My computer kind of exploded. <laughs> it's holding on by like the skin of its teeth. I'm going to have to wipe it and start over. Like Pence is going to help me sort of. I'm going to have to like buy a new hard drive and everything. But like Windows installed itself into itself. I, I have like a Matryoshka doll of Windows right now. <laughs> so so whenever Windows tries to repair itself. And it has to do like a complete reset of the OS. Mm -hmm. It'll take whatever's currently on the uh, the disk uh -huh. and put it into Windows.old. That's what I have. I have one of those. It like took a piece of pie and like cut it and then said, see, new pie. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> what you did is just cut the pie and make two pieces of the same pie. The pie is still there. I can still see it. And it's like, no, you can't. <laughs> The pie is invisible now. I made new pie. I'm like, no, you made my pie smaller. I could still see it. And it's like, no, you can't. It's new pie. Yeah. So, <laughs> can't you tell? So, like, no. So it, it boils down to the fact that it was trying to repair itself. And it was just like, I don't know what to do with the old stuff. So here. Yeah, here. It's old now. But I'm like, but I can still open it. And the programs in it still kind of work, but not really. Like... It's such a mess. My computer is a, it's a mess. <laughs> it hurts me so bad. Because at this point, it's reset the registry. So, like, it, oh my God, it doesn't like, know how to interact with the applications because there's nothing in the registry. Oh, no. The applications in Windows.old still work. 
<laughs> they just don't like uh, it's, uh, oh. I can run Osu from windows.old but some stuff does work and some stuff doesn't work so like things are competing with each other oh my gosh it's such a mess I, I eventually got it like streaming to work finally but like I had no drivers for a second like <laughs> such a nightmare my computer i uh, the fact that i'm like actually recording something right now is a minor miracle so, so let's not waste the miracle oh my god right anyway we're finally we're checking the postmaster guys there is we have mail i really want to sing like the mail song from blues clues but i think that is like breaking some sort of dmca thing yeah but we found we found some exotics we did. We have a couple of exotics. Uh, Davey, my favorite. Davey! Um, Davey donated. Thank you so much. You have to really lovely notes. Uh, it says, thank you for everything, guys. Really appreciate you, especially during the lowly moments working from home. The show made sure I was still getting regular human contact of some sort. And it helped me a lot with isolation. Uh, you're very welcome, Davey. Thank you so much for your donation. And... Um, I don't know if we're regular human contact, but we try to be regular humans most of the time. So you're very welcome. Well, no, like there's there's regular contact. It's just we're irregular. Uh, so I mean, I yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We're we're regular um, abnormal contact. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we also got a donation from Pens. Hello, uh, Pens is a longtime friend. He is also the community manager of Focus Fire Chat and a very good friend of ours. Uh, he donated, but did not leave a note. <laughs> no note. It's like throwing money at you and running away, <laughs> which he does on my stream at regular intervals. Oh, you need fifteen here. <laughs> No, it says thank you so much, friends. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much, friends. Um, we had another donation, but our friend did not want their text read. Um, so you know who you are, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah, thank you. Like we said, every little bit helps. Uh, Elemist has paid for the podcast um, and all of the hosting and everything out of his own pocket since we started. Because he's uh, senior money bags. <laughs> but, uh, thank you. I'm working on getting a Scrooge McDuckie in vault. Oh, wow. Um, are you just like... It'll be empty, putting... but I want the vault. I was going <laughs> I, I to say, are you just like putting coins in your bathtub or something? <laughs> or what are you doing? It's crazy. Um, but yes, thank you so much guys, um, for all of you for donating. That's just, I, I can't believe. Thank you. We appreciate That's it. Very generous. That's generous. More than, than words can convey. Thank you. Let's move on to the TWAB. Oh my goodness. So, um, this is a TWAB from the 31st. Um, the Festival of the Lost is coming up, which means there is voting, um, the polling for monsters versus mechas. Uh, it goes from April 7th to April 13th. By the time this comes out, it will already be closed. So, Elmas, who did you vote for? Mechas. Uh, I am a team monster. I can just feel the disappointment. Like, I'm so disappointed in you. 
Tell me why. Is it the furry pants? Is yes. that why? Yes. Like, I know what they're going for. I had a feeling. I don't uh-huh. like it. I'm hairy enough in real life. I don't want to be hairy in game. <laughs> you say you're hairy enough in real life? Lol. <laughs> I need a weed whacker to take care of the hairs on my legs. Like, oh my I, I, don't, I don't want that in game. <laughs> You're hairy enough in real life. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. I don't know. The I voted for monsters because the mo- the warlock outfit for monsters looks really good. And I feel like it's more unique than the Mecha's outfit because the Mecha's outfit to me from for warlocks at least looks like something I can already cobble together. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, I already have those pieces. I I want monster outfit. And also the the hunter cloak for the monsters is really good. Hopefully all of you guys got the link. Um if you voted, you get a really nice emblem for it. So new emblem, yay. And I'm finally getting emails from Bungie. It only <laughs> took like, you know, two years. <laughs> or something like that. Something like that. It took forever for me to get emails. Yeah, it took way too long for me to start getting emails from them. But it's kind of nice to get emails finally. You know, that's a first. Oh, I wanted to talk about it since it was in the TWAB, but um, you didn't put it. Oh, it was oh the four seven TWAB. Oh, I see. Okay, if you uh, did not get unbroken, it will be retired. So if you want the seal and you don't have it, start working on it. Because it takes three seasons to get. So this is the season to start on it. If you want to go to 5,500, got to do it. There's going to be another title for Crucible coming. They said howling in it. So everyone thinks it's going to be some sort of Iron Banner one. Blah, blah, blah. And and if that's the case, like that just makes me think that it's not specifically Iron Banner, but it's just like Saladin is going to be more of a regular person in the tower than just once a week and yeah it, like they might introduce it in a, an actual like seasonal activity or something or I, I don't know i mean there's a bunch of ways that they can go about it maybe i don't know um we'll have to see for next year since this is going to be like a it's going to be three more seasons until this will come out so it'll probably be the beginning of next year that they're going to give it to us although we are going to be know. getting more details as we get closer to next season. Oh, okay. Well, it's still exciting. Um, and Grandmaster Nightfall started. Uh, they started a couple days ago. So in gilding all of your Conqueror titles, yep. you could do right away. So Elmas, have you started that since you're the big Grandmaster Nightfall person? I am halfway done with it. I just have the Light Blade. I have... Oh, what's Hash Brown Strike? Um, Scarlet Keep? Yeah, that's it. And then I also have the Glassway. I'm in for a world of pain. Glassway is so hard because like, you're so exposed. And then right. you get caught in those little tiny rooms at right. the end with those and, harpies. And everything just comes into those rooms. Like it's Yeah. Uh, you have to hide up on those ledges almost in the rooms. That's how I did yeah. Grandmasters. I hit up on the ledges. But yeah, so I have those three left. I'm I'm in a, for a world of pain. I'm 
I I don't know if I have that kind of energy lately. <laughs> well, at least you're having fun. Um, I am. Grandmaster, you always look forward to Grandmasters. I do. But that's good. Grandmasters are a good time. I've been enjoying watching people on Twitch do them since I haven't. I'm not even remotely close to light level to do Grandmasters. So, but it's been fun watching people do them. That's a good time. Yeah. Oh, and then we have a second twab since we, you know, just don't do the podcast anymore. <laughs> God, we're so bad at this. I'm so sorry. Um, Kilts for Kids is back. So if you want to support Bungie in that, you get another emblem this year uh, to donate and help out. Uh, all the information is actually in the twab from the 7th. So you should go back and all that money um, helps. I think Ronald McDonald Charities. Uh, I will. Am I correct? I will pull that up. RMHC. So yeah. Ronald, yeah. Ronald McDonald House Charities. Yep. That is uh, a very good charity. So um, it allows parents um, of kids who are staying in the hospital for cancer treatment and for hospital stays to stay for free so they can be with their kids during treatment. So it's for a good cause. So if you can donate, uh, please donate. I think the emblem is $50. Yes. And then... It's a cool emblem, though. And then any uh, $100 is a postcard digitally signed. 250 is a digital copy of a new and unique piece of artwork made by Mark Fleeg himself. Ooh. $500 is a physical print of Mark's exclusive art shipped to you. And $1,000 is tour of Bungie studios brand new headquarters oh shit they're brand new headquarters oh sheesh i mean i'm sure you have to get yourself there but if you have a thousand dollars to just drop on this then that's probably pretty easy yeah for you. it says bring up to two guests all travel and accommodation are the responsibility of the donor and their guests no secrets will be revealed Bungie employees have the right to refuse answers to any questions. That's cool, though. Yeah. I mean, you get to see cool stuff. They have neat, like, statues, and they have models of a bunch of guns there, and their studios are pretty big, but no one, like, is there anymore because they're all working from home, like, almost on a semi-permanent basis. I know if you're a senior designer or a senior person, you can just stay working from home, like, forever. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Um, there is another emblem you can get for free. It's from, uh, it's called Pixel by Pixel. It's from r slash place, which I participated in on Reddit. And it was a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you all about it. So back, like buckle up. So this is a lot of fun. Every five years, uh, or at least the last time it was open was in 2017. Reddit opens essentially a white canvas and you can place one pixel every five minutes. And you get together with your community and you decide on a picture and you kind of stake out your little claim and put pictures down for your community. And it's a lot of fun. So I did it with the uh, Osu community and the F1 community and uh, a little bit with the Destiny community, but mostly the Osu community was who I participated with over the weekend. And it was up for like four days. And you have to kind of defend your art or people can take it over. There was a lot of 
streamers who were griefing and everything else. It was a lot of fun. So that's where this emblem comes from. So it was fun. It was a good time. If you want to see the actual like completed art, we'll put it on Twitter. But I posted a lot about it when it was happening. So you can go back to my Twitter from that weekend. I posted lots of pictures. That's about it. I like the the pictures that actually ended up the final thing. Mm-hmm. The Destiny one was very pretty. Yeah. Uh, there mm-hmm. there was one for Telesto, one for a ghost, one for Savathun, her actual symbol, not her herself. And then the actual, like, community one was of the uh, the Tower, the Traveler, the Black Fleet, Rulk, and Ace of Spades. Like, it, it's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. So the very beginning one, it, it was very basic because you don't start out with very many colors. And then as the palette expanded, because after the first 24 hours, the palette doubled, like the actual size of the, the white space doubled. And then it doubled again after the second day. So it it quadrupled, I guess. And all the colors expanded. So we were able to make better pictures over um, a number of days. So the pictures got better. Yeah. As well. And was people got more space, people started to leave other people's pictures alone. It's just the first day your pictures are you're competing for very small amounts of space with very few colors. And so you're just everybody kind of all on top of each other. And destiny's space is on the original campus and didn't move. That's like where the original spot was. So it was pretty great. That is cool. That's yeah. But destiny's spot was small. They didn't take up a really big spot. Osu, um, (laughs) we got griefed so much in 2017 that, uh, we took a large spot just to make a point and then took another large spot and then a third large spot. So because we weren't going to be fucked with <laughs> and then created coalitions and protected other smaller groups and ended up with like a lot of art and a lot of like um, alliances. You end up with alliances with other groups. Our discord ended up with like. 15,000 people in it Damn. or something like that. Yeah, because we had all these alliances and it's the the Osu logo builders discord kind of ended up really crazy. And with all the different uh, diplomat groups, there's like looking at it right now, there's 83 external diplomats in it that I can see right here. And that's just people who want to click pixels that are from other groups that wanted to like make sure that they were talking to our group because we all wanted to make sure that we were all protected from streamers and there's documentaries people have made now on youtube about this that you can go watch (laughs) like we had overlays that people created on uh tamper monkey that you could install into your browser so you knew like where to click the pixels and like what color so the pictures would look nice and most groups ended up using our overlay because we were all in the same alliance like it was stupidly organized because we had five years to think about it (laughs) yeah 
Mm -hmm. This is very serious business. (laughs) Sounds it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lore Network ad? Lore Network ad. The Lore Network. Do you have any burning questions or theories from the story of Destiny the Game? Check out our podcast, Spin Foil Theory, where we examine your burning questions about Destiny's rich history and lore. Listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher. Also check us out on our website, SpinFoilTheory.com, for articles, memes, and extra content. I'm jonesing for some pixels to click. Oh, God. Do you know because of this, Osu is the number two game on Reddit right now? Oh, geez. I know. Behind League of Legends. It's crazy. Damn, that's... I know. Yeah. What? I mean, it's not going to last, but it's it's crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, here's a brief intro into the topic. Uh, this lore book was introduced in Forsaken and was obtained by going into the Queen's Court every three weeks. Sorry, what? The Queen's Court? What? Oh, you mean the obnoxious space telephone. Got it. Uh, With the release of Beyond Light, the lore book is available to all players. This lore book is utterly confusing until you think about the structure. Uh, For parts one and two, go back and listen to episodes 141 and 142. We've been doing this lore book way too long. I'm so glad we're finishing it. Me too. Um. Speaking as the long-suffering producer who has had to sit through all of this, who's listened through these entries so many times and has strung them in such a way as to be partially understood, we're at the finish line. Yes! We've done it! We have captured our white whale. It is done. Yeah. Uh, good luck with this. Are you just going to read it all the way straight through? No, I have a plan. Okay. Well, you have fun. And this first entry is react, choose, act. You are standing in the courtyard of the tower. You are without armor or weapon, and your senses seem more vivid than usual. Under your tongue is the taste of the salt. To look down into the last city, go to N. To move deeper into the tower, go to O. We're going to N. The city is gone. In its place is a lens, a warp. The telltale blister of a black hole, singularity sheathed in bent light. You get the eerie sense that it's looking back at you. Go to O. You find Banshee 44, Katie 5530, Master Rahul, Tess Everest, Benedict 9940, Soraya Hawthorne, Executor Hideo, Amanda Holiday, Arak Jalal, and Cade 6 in their usual places. Cade seems subdued. You see unusual light coming from inside what was once the speaker's chamber. A throaty voice calls you into the hangar to play soccer. To speak to Cade, go to C. To investigate the speaker's chamber, go to P. To play soccer, go to
go to E. We already covered C and E last episode, so we're going to go to P. A Vex Hydra hovers in the place once occupied by the speaker's machine. As you approach, a jet of brine spurts from its chassis, and a Greek woman with snakes for hair tumbles down to the floor. She groans and clutches her head. Her hair writhes in distress. To attack the Vex, go to S. To go to Medusa's aid, go to Q. We are going to go to S. You battle the Vex Hydra. As you gain the upper hand, it emits a blast of static, and you feel a horrific sense of deja vu. Go to N. We already covered N, so we are going to N, O, then P, and finally, we are going to go to Q. We've got to get out of here, Medusa whispers. Dueling Karu and everything she told you was an illusion. Kuria compromised my systems, and now it's trying to recruit you for its own purposes. Get me to the edge of the simulation, and I'll break us out. To carry Medusa to the edge of the tower, go to T. To demand an explanation from the Hydra, go to R. We are going to R. The Hydra speaks to you in your own voice. I have simulated Dulinkaru as well as I can. While Vex cannot normally account for the paracausal influence of light and darkness, I am no longer simply a Vex. And where no elegant analytical solution exists, we may apply massive computational power to generate a reasonable facsimile. This was the approach used against Saint-14. After observing Dulinkaru during many loops, this simulation reveals her purpose in the Dreaming City. She seeks the key to the distributary, the world the Dreaming City dreams of, where the Awoken were born and time passes at an accelerated rate. Once she conquers that world, she will use it as a base to gather thousands or millions of years of tribute in a very small span of our time. A being empowered by so much ontological authority would be capable of altering reality at a whim. You must prevent this. I will continue to loot the Dreaming City until you find a way to defeat her permanently. To leave, go to Q. To demand information on the role of black holes, go to U. We are going to U. Black holes are the densest possible computers in the physical universe. They are also the most secure, since they can be made to retain their information until they evaporate in the deep cosmic future. The Hive operates small singularity computers, such as the world's grave, and the Vex sometimes pack enough energy and information into a small area of space-time to collapse it into Kugelblitz's black hole, like the one you can see outside. But a true stellar mass, or galactic mass, black hole computer is inconceivably more powerful. If Savathun plans to predicate her existence on the concealment of her secrets as Oryx predicated his upon his sword logic, it would be logical for her to safeguard her deepest secrets and her throne world in a supermassive black hole computer. 
To defeat her would require a journey below the event horizon and the exposure of her most jealously guarded troops. Go to R. We've already covered R. Uh, so to leave, go to Q. We are going to Q. And we already covered that one. Uh, so we are going to T. Which is to carry Medusa to the edge of the tower. Medusa weighs nothing. The serpents of her hair squirm against her neck. We have to jump, she whispers. Forget everything you've seen here. It's all meant to confuse and distract you. I'll send you another message in three weeks. To jump, go to Z. Z. You leap from the tower and escape Quiria's simulation. Did I miss any? I was just seeing if you did or not. I don't think so. You're much more organized than I was. <laughs> no, I think that was everything. That's how I handle choose your own adventures. <laughs> I think mine was much more organic. Um, and mine was like, I'm reading first to see what's going on and then all the choices. Yeah, but I liked how I did mine, which was I'm going to wing it. <laughs> <laughs> and Rindle's going to appreciate you much more. Yep. <laughs> um... Because Rindle loves me more. I like that this is a wrap-up of uh, what happened uh, in mine. It is. Really kind of was. Well, and, and it even references it. Yeah, she really does. In O, you know, to speak to Cade, go to C. To play soccer, go to E. And if you remember, the soccer one was like, you were playing against Eris, and it was a close match, but you still won. And she, she was like all jovial and... and laughing about it and that's how i knew it was a simulation yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly i do like um i like medusa as a character honestly i think she's kind of cool it's too bad that you know she's only like relegated to this lore book if she's even real in the first place she's real enough She's in the lore book. I'm going to call that real enough for our purposes. You know, she's real as in she's in this lore book. Yeah. I do want to point out that she does. I'm going to kind of reiterate what she talks about, about Duel and Karu during the many loops, uh, revealing her purpose in the Dreaming City, that she's seeking the key to the distributary the world the dreaming city dreams of and it talks about where the awoken were born and time passes at an accelerated rate like that talks about and we know about that from marasena from the marasena yeah and i know at least like me i don't like the marasena because <laughs> i hate reading it because it sucks but at least i kind of solidify some things from the Marasana as being like somewhat true like in as much as that it can be because this book is also kind of bullshit or but, or dueling car read mara's book you know self-written bible uh-huh and was like oh 
that's obviously true. We need to go there. And oh, and like, okay, well, but like, it's again, it's Mara's self written Bible, right? How much truth could there be? I don't know. God wrote the Bible, that's pretty self written, right? Uh, the point <laughs> being, we don't know how much of that actually is true and how much of it was just like her a big load of bullshit, right? Yeah, explaining things away. Right. Because, I mean, when you're writing your own Bible, you can pretty much, like, hand-wavy a lot of stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. You could be like, look at this hand, not this hand. That's fixing a lot of things. <laughs> Didn't really happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, they read Mara's Bible and was like, oh, it's obviously true, so let's go deal with it. And it, for all we know, like, it might not be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, I think it's really interesting, though. I like that. It feels like a confirmation, though. And like, I don't know if that's confirmation bias. Like, would you say that is? I Yeah, I, I would definitely say it is. Because yeah. it felt like a, it felt like a solid confirmation and not confirmation bias. And now that you're saying it's like confirmation bias, now I'm like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> and uh, like because now i'm like not now i'm not certain anymore but like that's that's part of the problem with this book is that it makes you question everything and and i maybe totally be off base like i personally think the whole distributary part of the marasena is actually true no but like i'm just playing devil's advocate because mm-hmm. somebody needs to yeah Somebody needs to, and you chuckle fucks sure as hell aren't letting me into the studio anytime soon, so... <laughs> but yeah, I just love how, like, the actual attack against the Hydra mm-hmm. just causes deja vu, and it's like, go back to the start. Yeah. Like, me with Titan Brain, I'm like, I want to go punch it. I could follow that path, like, three different times. But anyway... Final thoughts on this? No. Um, I do like how you have to leap from the tower to escape Coria's simulation. Yeah. You have to you have to kill yourself to get out of the simulation. Yeah. But you know, you know, jokes on Coria, like we're guardians, and I'm always jumping off the tower, so I would have escaped the simulation ages ago. So if just jumping off the side of the tower is how you escape the simulation, like, I would have escaped at the beginning. You would have checked your vault and then been like, uh, all right, time to jump off. I seriously, the, I jump off the center of the tower all the time. <laughs> like, I just go, wee. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, um, I'm going to read this next one. Sounds good. Yeah. This is a pseudum. A zero 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 A A A zero 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 A A A zero zero eight Private Gemini Dyad AI Com MDSA Far Flung C three I Covert Reawakened and Physical Zero. You must be terribly confused. I'm sorry I couldn't be more help. After I crashed, I rebooted on a safe physical backup in the Dreaming City. It took me too long to penetrate Coria's simulation and get you free. 
And for that, I ask your forgiveness. One, I understand what's happening here. Oryx took the Ahamkara Riven, who then fell into Savathun's claws. She devised a scheme to use Riven as bait by inviting guardians into the Dreaming City, then focusing the will of a group of powerful guardians upon Riven. She tricked you into making a wish, a desire to alter the objective reality to conform with our subjective need to save the city. Riven fed on that wish in order to breach the Dreaming City's defenses and invite Duel and Karu inside. Duel and Karu and her Taken are simply scouring the city for awoken secrets. You don't need to fret and bout any greater agenda. Remember that you face an agent of Savathun. It's to her advantage to make you see schemes and conspiracies everywhere you look. 2. A three-week loop must be a fail-safe measure to keep Duel and Karu safe as she pursues her mission. In a sense, this entire city has been rendered deterministic. Only paracausal guardians have any free will here. The Awoken here have been touched by greater powers, so they are aware of their preordination, but they cannot alter it. I'm certain that Coria is behind this loop as a taken vex. It's capable of pathological subversions of reality. I'll continue working on a countermeasure. 3. I've been correlating information on the Ahamkara and the Hiveworm parasites. Both display a peculiar ability to convert the host's intent into ontomorphic, reality-altering effect. Both use similar language in their appeal to the host. I don't think they are the same species, however. The hive worms spawn the large numbers of young from relatively few adults, always display the same physical form, and live in communal groups. The Ahamkara are solitary, elusive, and seem to alter form to suit or confuse expectations. The shared syntax of blank mine may be the key. It seems to be a shibboleth used to invoke an ontomorphic effect placing the target in a cage of O, activational, specific, appealing, and naming, and mine, defining ownership and subordination. Ahamkara and Worm may have evolved separately to exploit this effect, just as many species independently evolve eyes. This might place them in competition for the same ecological niche. I would expect a rivalry or antipathy between them. Or, don't be led astray by Coria's misinformation. You must continue to hold the Dreaming City as long as you can. The things I said to you about black holes and the purpose of Guardians were forced on me by Coria. 5. I'll be here when you need me next. I promise. Transmission ends. I like how they call out the Ahamkara and Hive Worm similarities. Because, like, uh, up until Witch Queen, I had the belief that the two shared an ancestor and they were just, like, split evolutions, like cousins. I thought you were going to say Pokemon for a second. No. I thought you were going to say Pokemon. I swear to fuck you were going to say they were, like, split evolutions of Pokemon, like, Ahamkara, just shiny Hive Worms. <laughs> no. You're thinking it now, though. No, shiny, shinies, shinies are albinos. Shinies are albinos? Yeah. 
Oh. Shiny Pokemon are are I didn't know that. Genetic anomalies and they're rare. Oh. They're albinos. Yeah, so Ahamkara are rare, right? So they're albino hiveworms. It's more than that because Easy. Because the actual community that they they grow, mm-hmm. you know, Ahamkara are solitary, whereas hive worms are communal. Yeah. Meaning that those are very different habits. True. The other thing that interested me, up in number two, only Paracausa guardians have any free will here. The Awoken have been touched by greater powers, so they are aware but they cannot alter. Yeah. And it wasn't until, honestly, it was probably because of Season of the Splicer. Because we actually had um, Leather Pants Wife, Petra. We had Pe- Petra yeah. actually helping us on, on missions and stuff in the Dreaming City after Quiria had died. Nice. So, like... The three-week loop is still a thing, but I think the Awoken have a little more agency than what they originally did. Yeah. I just have to say, like, as an aside, Medusa feels too much like a friend here, and it makes me very sus. Yeah. Like, she's starting to feel, like, clingy. And I don't know if it's the person that doesn't like clingy in me, and I'm just like... My mental, like, put the hand on the head and, like, push it away. (laughs) I'm just like, nope. (laughs) But all of this feels clingy to me. A bit, yeah. Or that's just me being shitty. I don't know. No, it's not you being shitty. Okay, because Medusa feels, like, clingy in this entire, like, reading. The reading that I messed up on so many times, I'm. <laughs> it was such a struggle. I forgot how to read English. <laughs> no, you're good. I don't know. I I do like how specific it gets about the worms, though. I really wish we knew more about Ahamkara. Like this, Witch Queen has really kind of told us a lot more about. The hive worms and like the worm gods, but I really want to know more about Ahamkara. Yeah. And I was hoping Last Wish would tell us more about them, but it really just told us about Riven. It didn't tell us about Ahamkara in general. The lore tabs on the actual weapons and armor tell of the actual Ahamkara hunt. Right, but that doesn't tell us about the Ahamkara. There's a lot that you can glean from the stories that show in there. Oh. I don't remember those. It's been too long. Like, there was a story of Saladin fighting an Ahamkara who took the form of a dragon. There's a story of a hunter who was playing poker and the winner was going to kill the other. There's a bunch of different stories that specifically go into some of how the Ahamkara work. I mean, that makes sense. Do you want to read the last entry? The very last entry of this fucking book? (laughs) Unless you have anything else that you want to point out about this? No. uh, Medusa one? No, nothing else. 
And the one thing I will point out is that a pseudum is just uh, Medusa backwards because, you know, it's Medusa backwards. When you get halfway through the book, the last half are all reversed. So like the choose your own adventure one was act, choose, react. And the one that I read was react, choose, act. So it was the same words, but reversed. Like a mirror. And then this last one is titled, It's Just Me. I've had three weeks to consider the way I've treated you. I feel I must make a full confession. When I left the tower in search of Sabathun's agents, I had accepted my fate as a knight on Marasov's cosmic chessboard. Doomed to seek the final end of the hive among cold stars. I said farewell only to those who couldn't hear me. Because I was afraid that just one voice asking me to stay might break my resolve. It was pitiful weakness that made me write to you. It was a wretched desire to be remembered as a person, not a ghoul. That made me tell you about the child Arisia. St. Petersburg, and the cold waters of Neva. Those things were all true. The rest, I'm so ashamed. Mid-sentence, mid-thought, a fear seized me that I was being a stupid child, that I was wasting your time with idiot sentiment, that you would feel contempt for me at this outpouring of emotion, or worse, feel nothing at all. I hid in the dark for years, Guardian. It's not loneliness or death that frightens me. It's the opposite. So I invented Medusa as a way to pretend I'd never spoken to you. And when I thought the Medusa lie was slipping, I invented all the rest of it as a way to tell you what I'd learned without admitting it was really me. How can I prove to you that I'm really Eris Morn? Not Medusa, not Riven, not Quiria, not Dulinkaru, not the Witch Queen herself. I don't know. Will you believe me? Will you scour these pages for proof or disproof? Will you upload these files to your networks, share them, call in warlocks and cryptarchs to catalog and dissect everything I've said? Will this manuscript become the foundation of another teetering edifice of theory and anticipation? What a fool I've made of myself, all because I faltered in my conviction. Tried to reach back to someone I know is lost to me, and panicked at the thought of touch. But so it is, and nothing I do can now make it otherwise. I am a woman full of secrets, a woman who has lost everyone she ever called a friend, and when the need to share those secrets collided with the fear of friendship, I stumbled idiotically into needless lies. Do you know what the hives say when they want to express the inevitability of a thing? When they want to say, it is this way because it could be no other way? I ought. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, do you want to talk about this? Because I know you have opinions about it. 
So this one's telling us the Medusa stuff's a lie. Mm-hmm. And the Medusa stuff told us that all the Hive stuff was a lie. Yep. It's all a lie. All of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just... And when it's all a lie, um, none of it's all it's Savathun. When it's all a lie. <sighs> and and that's the problem that I have with it, is that it, the lore book itself literally tells you you can't trust any of it. And the community went around believing it and saying it's this way because the book said so. And it just... It was at this point that everybody was theory crafting and everyone was sure that if anything even remotely looked like it, it was a trick. It was Savathun's job. Like it, it was it was because of Savathun. Right. It's fun at first, but after like three years, I'm glad she's dead. <sighs> a lot of it just boils down to the fact that the book itself is confusing because it has these breaks and it, it's almost like the ghost is is decrypting things. So like you've got the first message and the second message and it found in that first message a hidden layer. And then in that hidden layer, there was another hidden layer, which is why, you know, even though it only says it, it's, you know, four weeks of stuff or three weeks of stuff. It's really 11 entries. So I just. Personally. Whenever I I even remotely get close to looking at this book. I just toss it out. Yeah. It's kind of infuriating when. um, When stuff like this is. It's not confusing on purpose. But it's like. It says half of it is calling one half of the book a lie and one half of it is calling the other half of the book a lie. And then it conditions the entire community to be like, everything is a lie. It's all Savathun. And because it's then backfeeding into the whole thing of everything is Savathun. Yeah. Because it's it's them just being trolls because they're lazy. Like, I can see why you got frustrated with the narrative of everything in Savathun. And uh, I, I am pretty certain it was this book is what did it. Like, is that true? This book is what started that. Oh, okay. Because remember, this came out in, in Forsaken. So, like, right. all the seasonal stuff hadn't happened yet. Three years ago. Two years ago. Four. Was it really four years ago? Oh, shit. Because we had the Forsaken year, Shadowkeep year, Beyond Light year, and now we're in uh, Witch Queen year. Now we're in year four, yeah. But yeah, it, it's what started it. And it was a fun read back then. And then when everybody started the whole like, oh, it's Savathun, I, my hatred for this book just started growing. Yeah. I mean, I like this book. It's unique. Um, it is. I guess we'll kind of go into the, did you like this book? Hey, um, because this book is is different. It's not like any of the other books that we've ever read. And we've read many books at this point. Um, The choose your own adventure stuff is very cool. And I do like the parts with Medusa. I think Medusa is a really neat character. Like the idea of Medusa is a neat character. Um, I do like kind of Savathun's parts um 
like I like this book. This book is really neat. It's got a lot of uh, interesting haphazardly put together parts, but like together as a whole, it really kind of works. And I don't know how it does, but it does. You know, you don't expect it to work. It just works. That's fair. Yeah. And I'm going to experience the lore and like work really hard to pull it apart and like examine every single little sentence and try to pick it apart and um, determine what's going to happen in the future of destiny. Like this book is infuriating. And so I can see why the, the lore community would not like this book, but me as just a reader and someone who wants to enjoy it. Like I like this book. This book is kind of neat. Yeah. Like I, I, I agree. It's unique. The choose your own adventure parts were fun. Like I actually enjoyed those. It's the fact of like taking this in universe as part of, you know, the destiny story. Like I just, I, I can't. You can't take it as part of the story. It, like I said earlier, I whenever this lore book comes up, I just I I toss it out. Like I just I do not enjoy this book because it's full of lies. Um. Yeah. Like if there's not even one thing that's factual in here, then why am I reading it? Um. And like even even in universe, like if there's not anything factual in universe what purpose because it's the friends we made along the way except that we're told that the friends didn't exist i don't know sometimes they exist in your mind the question mark. like this is people I don't know. like this is people having hallucinations of other people along the journey and you come to find out at the very end none of them existed how does that make you feel I don't know. Like that that's the problem I have. I don't know. But yeah, I I if given the choice between this and any other lore book, I would choose any other lore book. I um I I kind of like this book. It's it's frustrating, but I kind of like it. It's like a whole I like it. If I had to actually make a lore video and like explain it to someone else more than the jumbled mess that I have not even attempted to explain at this point. Like I can maybe read it if I knew how to read English. I've done a really poor job of reading it right now. I have like a blinding headache at the moment. My computer's on fire. So, um, yeah, this is just a, this is, this is a, a shit show. Uh, (laughs) just a bit. (laughs) just a little bit i mean it's fine it's fine this is fine this is fine we're we're just getting back to our regularly scheduled shit storm right yeah that it's just taking a little while mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know i like it it's it's fine it's fine yeah we're gonna get into like a new lore yeah next week i'm so, so looking forward to it get rid of this book <laughs> I'm so looking forward to it. Do you have any shout outs? <laughs> um, just gonna move into shout outs. Shout out to my girlfriend. Um, so <laughs> so I play D anD D on the weekends, and I just started a new campaign with my my group. 
I'm playing a half orc rogue. So like a big bulky guy who's trying to do stealthy, stealthy shit. I designed the character, designed the figure. I sent her the actual files for the figure. She printed it out, painted it, and it looks amazing. I posted a few of the pictures in Lore Hub. So if anybody wants to see it, check there. Um, I'm probably also going to post it on Twitter. It's so cute. Like, she did such a good job. She did such a good job. It's so cute. She. It's so cute. And uh, what's your what's your character's name? Grok. Grok. And uh, what kind of character is it? So he has high stealth, high intimidation. He's dumb as a doorknob. He's a rogue. Uh, he's a, a rogue half orc, half orc rogue. So like I'm I'm having fun with it. Um, our DM was like, if you roll anything less than a ten, you bump up that stat to a ten. So my intelligence is ten. So like. The entire group is is acting all condescending towards Grok and and like he just doesn't get it. And uh one one of the Hyven is is you know, I'm I'm playing with Hyven and Mrs. Hyven. And uh Hyven's character is like, No, you're good at things. It's just we gotta point you in the right direction. So like I'm having fun playing this this dumb character who is really good at stuff it's just he doesn't like the intelligence itself is not there and it's just it's so fun but i'm so glad you're having a good time that's great but yeah so shout out to my girlfriend because she did an amazing job on the figure i'm so i'm so glad the figure is so cute and like i i'm probably going to be posting it on twitter and and i did post it in lore hub yeah but yeah no that's great what about you? Shout outs? Um, shout out. My mom is coming to visit next week. Ooh. I, I never see my parents, but my mom is coming to visit. And I'm just like, my house is a mess. You better clean up. <laughs> so I'm like, I know. <laughs> I've been trying to. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, <laughs> panic. <laughs> I gotta hide all of the licit things. <laughs> oh, God. I know. <laughs> so just like, oh, what would my mom frown upon me like owning? <laughs> Gotta hide the batleth. <laughs> and so I'm just like, oh god, my mom's coming, and I have to like figure out where I'm gonna like put stuff and whatever. So I'm excited to see my mom for like a week, and so that's gonna be a thing, and. That's just like a that's a whole it's a whole thing. So shout out to panicking. Shout out to the panic. The the act of panicking. That's my shout out. You're, you're not going to any discos or anything, right? Do you know what? That'd be cool. Shout out to Panic at the Disco. <laughs> I like their music. Uh, this is the point of the episode where we have special thanks. Um, the audio for this episode was produced by Rendell Zevis. You can find him on Twitter at Rendell Zevis. The artwork for this episode is courtesy of Volshock B on Twitter. 
Um, his artwork is amazing. He's been doing a lot of the raid uh, icons and stuff lately. You can go look at um, a bunch of desktop artwork and like phone backgrounds if you want to download stuff for your computer or your phones uh definitely go check him out at volshock b on twitter um he does a lot of stuff for us he also did artwork for um for lore hub as well so go check him out there um the music in this episode is copyright of Bungie. We're able to use it under their various policy because they love their content creators and are trying to make it better for content creators again. Yep. Um, if you'd like to dive into the Destiny lore on your own, visit ishar-collective.net or where we make our show notes. Thank you, Baxter. Thank you, Baxter. Mm-hmm. Here is several reminders. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. You can find me at Hey It's Orchid, or you can find Elemist at I underscore am underscore Elemist. You can send us an email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. You can leave a review wherever you can leave reviews. I don't know where that is. Uh, you can join our Discord. Uh, there is a link to the to join us uh, in the description for this episode. You can also just go to discord.gg slash lorehub. And if you're feeling generous, uh, please donate to us on ko-fi.com slash guardians underscore lore. That's about it. Say goodbye, Elemist. Goodbye, Elemist. God damn it. Uh, goodbye. Thank you so much. Take care. Yay. Otters. A three week of God damn it. I'm so bad at this. Two. I know. I'm just like, ah!